Welcome to the Elevate Your Life podcast, where we help you find the keys to living your best life. We tackle issues ranging from physical and emotional well-being, all the way to strengthening personal relationships and paving the way to financial independence. Get excited to take your life to the next level today. Now, here are your hosts, Cheryl Morley and Paul Croto. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Elevate Your Life podcast. We're doing podcast number 70 today, Cheryl. Okay, that is like the coolest news ever. Yeah, 7-0, well, the big 7-0. Well, I just, so I just did my 100th Peloton ride. You know, so I bought the balloons and, you know, yeah. really celebrated this, this accomplishment. So I don't know what we're going to do, Cheryl, for 100 podcasts, but we should start thinking of it now because I'm thinking about a fireworks display. I'm thinking oh. about pyrotechnics, um, like whatever yeah. we, we need to, to make this a big deal. We should start planning out for that. I'm thinking of a, a, a dance party, Paul, because oh, that's listen, what I love. Listen, a dance party. now Why we're not? talking. Yes, I we, love, we love, get, love a dance party. We need to get some DJs in and. Uh, hey, I've got the best DJs. Call Bruno Mars up and get him to come on with oh, us. Oh, um, uh, that would be like. <laughs> Special guest on our podcast today, Bruno Mars. Amazing. That would be amazing. <laughs> but today is Thursday. Cheryl, we're talking about leadership. Elevate your leadership every single Thursday. Our leadership, yep. our Elevate series, I should say. Um, and today we're going to talk about the foundation of leadership, which, wow. Um, so we're, we're working out of a book called The... Uh, uh, becoming or, or developing the leader within you. And it's the second version of it. It's a newer version that John came out with uh, a while back. And so when I first saw the foundation of leadership, I'm like, okay, like I really didn't know what word he was going to use or what is the foundation per se right. of leadership, but it wasn't what I thought it was going to be. And that that's probably yeah. bad. Well, yeah, it is, Paul. I know we're <laughs> glad that you told, told us your little tell. Oh my goodness. No, I, I, I love it though. I love that the foundation of leadership is character. Yeah. Like I love that. I do. Yeah. I, I think it's, um, I, th I think it really is where it starts. Right. And the cut, the combination of mental characteristics and behavior that distinguishes a person or a group. Yeah. So that's the definition so that's of character. character is. And Cheryl and I yeah, are all big on, on definitions. Yeah, One of the things and I that, love that. Yeah, absolutely. You know, it's it's um, there's a lot that goes into your character, and and the first thing he talks about is trust in this chapter, and he he makes us um, think of three people that you trust in your life, and I was like, hmm, there's Cheryl, and um, I have a tough time with trust, Cheryl. So so you're the really you know I guess I put my mom on there as as a distant second, and my wife maybe. Um, but oh it's, it, it's, it's hard, you know, to trust people these days. It's, you know, you're the people, you know, just go out and, and you can't be, you know, confidential and telling them something without them looking at you different or treating you different. And, right. um, so it, to have friendships, people in your life that, that you have that trust with is special thing. Oh, absolutely. I mean, I, and really it is the most important thing. And like it says, it's the foundation of being a leader, right? It's, it's actually what you have to have if you want your team to have it. And, and so, and I think that's so important too, to, 
too. And, and let me just say, Paul, I think it's great that your family, you can have trust in your family, right? And your family can, can well, trust I, I sort of can. I didn't have, well. you know. <laughs> <laughs> but what I, what I, I really love, Cheryl, is our conversations about your, your children. Um, first of all, I love the fact that you have two children and I can like spend time with them and, and, and live vicariously through you without having to have the children myself and go through what you're going through. But, yeah. um, you know, what's, what's kind of interesting, I think a learning lesson that we both have had recently is that it's not necessarily the first thing that comes out is, do you trust your children? But do they trust you? I, yeah, it, it, it's and, and gotta it, be both ways. It does have, thank you. It does have to be both ways. And it does have to be that way. And, and trust is built, right? It's not just automatically, I trust this person. And when the trust is broken, um, I think both parties need to realize the trust is broken. And then we can begin to build that trust back up. Yeah, yeah, but it's, I mean, just to be honest with you, I and we talked about this, you know, before we we started doing this podcast is I didn't understand this completely, you know, where of course people are going to trust me. What are they, an idiot? Like I'm I'm completely trustworthy. Do I trust them was always the question in my mind. And and again, more times than not, the answer is no, I don't trust them. Um, but with your children, they have to say, I trust you, mom. Because they they need right. they they come to you then you said listen they can come to me with whatever because they trust that you won't blow up with them you won't go into freak out mode you know you're 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 someone that they can come to and be open and honest with Bob this happened or that happened whatever happened and have that trust in you which is probably even more important than than the trust you have in them. Yes, yes, that's true. Because a relation, a strong relationship, I believe, is trust on both sides. Yeah. Right. So yeah, and and I don't know if have you did you think in the past about how much do they trust me? No, because I thought that was a given. Right. Me too. Yeah. But John's whole thing in this in this chapter is about the leader has to gain the trust of the people, not the other way around, which I thought was just earth shattering for me. Yeah. Now the, the the thing of it is, so we I was in a live seminar actually uh, when when he was doing this, and um, what was you know people had you know some some really good friends and some family members on their list, and he asked how many people here have a coworker on that list, someone that they work with, and like almost no hands went up. A few did, but not many at all. Where. You know, when they were talking about trust with a family member or a friend, it was, you know, 99% of the people raised their hands. So um, it's just there's a big drop off when it comes to trusting coworkers. And this this was the part that really hit me in the chest. So sometimes I, I hate John for the things he points out to me. But he asked, how many of your coworkers put your name on their list of three? Because he wanted you to put three names down on the, on the people that you trust. All right. So, you know, of course, I'm sitting here praying that I hope Cheryl puts my name down as one of her three. You know? <laughs> but in, in the rest of our team, we look at our rest of our team, how many of how much of our team, how many of our followers are use our names as the one of the three people they trust? Yeah. 
you know, so when you start looking at it that way, you just, just makes your mind really refocus on, Hey, I got to build trust with people and get them to, to trust me, to buy into me because they're not going to do follow you or your vision at all until they, they, they buy into you and trust you. Yeah, I, I completely agree with that. And, and, and it also has to be a big, it also has to be a big deal to you to want to trust your team. And, and I think we do want to do that, but, but it needs to be a big deal to us to have our team trust us. Yeah. And as John says, so. trust is the environment where work relationships work the very best. So it's that trust environment going on where I trust you, you trust me, that that makes the right environment um, for the business to work best. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, that's where everyone flourishes, right? Yeah. As a matter of fact, Stephen Covey wrote a book called The Speed of Trust. It's a leadership book, highly recommend getting it. And it talks about, boy, the more trust you have in your culture at work, the faster things are going to go, the more progress you're going to make. But if there's a little bit of hesitation where the trust isn't 100% on both sides, then you're going to run into a a huge slowdown in in progress. So what are the three questions we have to ask ourselves, uh, or I'm sorry, three questions followers ask when they look at us or look at leaders? So the three questions, do they trust me? Can they trust me and can I trust them? So really all of the things that we've just kind of discussed and talked a little bit about, all of those questions are super. I just never asked question one or two. I just skipped to question three. (laughs) (laughs) Um, No, I don't think I did that. I think it's really important that your team can trust you. Yeah. And we talk about this, you know, so we're, we're involved in an, in an industry, you and I, where, you know, we, we do promote products, health products, and that's, so it's easier to do that than people buying into you, you know, so um, do they trust me? Like, and you, you ask yourself, can I really help this person elevate their life? Or your woman comes to you, Cheryl, and she's like, Cheryl, I want you to be my mentor. I really want to go from fine to fabulous. There's a moment inside of you, you're like, Okay, they just put their trust in me, so now I have to produce. Sure. Like I really need to help this woman go from fine to fabulous, or the trust is not, is not going to be there. Absolutely. Yep. So John also talks about the, the character of the person, um, the character of a great teammate. You know, so we'll we'll go into character and the dimensions of character here in a moment. Um, but it's the point we want to drive home here is that a leader initiates the trust, not the other way around. So if if you, you you know, with your team that you have out there, your number one thought has got to be, do they trust me? How do I build more trust with them in that? Because I want them to trust me. That's, that's the most important part of this. Um, And then just saying, listen, I'm going to, you might as well trust people because if they, if they disappoint you or do something out of line, then you just let them go. I mean, they're not on your team anymore, but I, you know, I, I, and I do do this. I do um, give people a benefit of the doubt from, from get go. Like I, I, my trust is always a hundred percent in the person until they prove me wrong. Not the other way around. Like other people go like, well, I don't trust them at all. They have to earn their trust with me. I'm like, that's nah, not actually how I operate. I go hundred percent. But if you 
prove that I can't trust you or show something that the reason why I shouldn't trust you, then I, then you're out. I mean, it's. Yeah. So, yeah, so trust speeds up when the longevity of, uh, of longevity goes up of being trustworthy. So the longer you can be trustworthy and prove yourself, um, the speed of trust is in the longevity of it's going to make, make you more trustworthy. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, and that's how it is in every aspect of your life, right? Yeah. Even for yourself. I mean, do you trust yourself? That's mm-hmm. another big one. I mean, we're not going to get into that right now. Yeah, that's, but... that's, a, that's, that's another podcast right there. Yeah, it is. <laughs> yeah, it two. is. Yeah, but it's one that I love because I think it's hard for other people to trust you if you can't even trust yourself. Yeah, and that's, that's an excellent point because I'm sure there's a lot of people listening to this right now that are like, listen, not only do I not trust anybody and not, no one trusts me, I don't even trust myself. So <laughs> yeah. that's a whole other um, dimension of problems. But let's talk about, speaking of dimensions, what are the four dimensions of character, Cheryl? Yeah, the very first one is authenticity. Wow, be authentic, which let me tell you is such a buzzword these days. Yeah. Right? Just really being authentic. Yeah. Um, it's funny because back in the day, there, you know, to run a commercial on television, like there was that, I don't know, Jong Woo, whatever, I don't know, I forget, I don't know what the guy's name is, but he would like rent a boat and like all these women around him and being like, you know, if you want to be successful, you got to buy my program and just going on and on and on. But he, you know, none of this was true. You know, he was just putting on a show. Oh, right. But people over the years can see this now, these, these fake people that are out there. And actually what's, what's great about um, society now is that you can be authentic. You can come out and tell a story and be real about how bad things have, and the people love to hear that. You know, and when you get out and, and I know even you, Cheryl, you were like a little bit hesitant, like this, my story's so bad. I don't, I don't want to go share my story. People are going to hate me. They're going to think less of me, yeah. but it, the opposite happened. They thought more of you because, Hey, I went through all of these bad things, but I, but, but because of that, I was able to go from fine to fabulous. Well, absolutely. And I think that when you can tell a story um, about a struggle you've had, then I think that it um, more people can relate to you. Everyone's had struggles. Nobody's had a perfect life. Nobody will ever have a perfect life. Nobody's perfect. And so I think if you're able to, I think that creates trust when you're able to be authentic because uh, people um, relate to you so much more. Yeah. And are able to say, oh, hey, I've been through that too. And yes, it was hard. And, you know, thank you so much for sharing that. And because really what it takes is number four to have number one, but we will get to number four in a minute, which happens we to will. be- like I'm actually going to talk about number three right now. I'm not without mentioning the word, but I, I love the analogy of, of, of these lines. So there's this imaginal line on your left and a line on your right, you know, on the floor. And the, the line on the left is success. So if you constantly go over that line and be like, I'm awesome, I'm successful, I'm always great, that's not being authentic because that's not true. No one is great all the time and successful all the time. So people hate hate that I'm awesome, you know, like you you can't go around saying that all the time. But the, the opposite is also true. If you cross that line of failure, which is the line on your right, and you're just like, I suck, I can't do anything, I can't help you, like no one's going to follow you either. So you right. can't be outside the lines on either side. You got to be in the middle of those two lines where, hey, listen, I, I make mistakes. We all make mistakes, but I've also had a ton of success too. 
So you're, you're like mentioning both sides of the line, staying in the middle. And that's when people buy into you. And that's, that's when you're being authentic. Yeah. There's bad things that happen to me and there's good things. But when these bad things happen to me, I took them this way. I gave them this meaning and it helped me become this now, which is successful. Right. Which Paul, you actually, and when you can do that, you have number two, which is (laughs) self-management, right? So it's exactly what Paul just described. Self-management, meaning that you know what your weaknesses are, you know what your strengths are, and you're working on your weaknesses and you are using your strengths to help other people, right? That's really how I look at that. Well, wait, what did you just say, Cheryl? (laughs) What? I said that you have to know your weaknesses and then you have to know your strengths. We mean, it says, let's stick with the weaknesses for a moment here. I already said that you, you know, your know your weaknesses and you're working and on them. Do something about I them. I just said you're working on them. And you know your strengths and you use your strengths to help others. Let's <laughs> look, let's, we don't need to sit on. I know on we always weakness. had, so the biggest debate between Cheryl and I is about this whole weakness thing. Like, oh, weaknesses. Well, I just, I ignore them. You know, that does not, <laughs> I focus on my strengths. Like, that's no, exactly no, right. John teaches us do. that we have no, to know our weaknesses and spend time. No, on he it. didn't. He, no, the number one book that I loved, I can't even remember the name of it, but it said, <laughs> let's stop thinking about our weaknesses and focus on our strengths. That's my favorite book. Well, he just said it in this chapter here that uh, we need to, we need to know our weaknesses and work on them. And I, now, Paul, I'm sure you're going to say, yes, Cheryl, when you only focus on your strengths, number three doesn't yeah, you, happen. Because you have no humility, Cheryl. <laughs> so number three is humility. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh, I love that. Yeah, that's true. Be What's the definition and, of humility? Well, it's to show a modest estimate of one's own importance. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah. Oh, you're really good at that, Cheryl. You're never. I mean, that's why people seriously. I'll, I'll say this: people love you because you're mega successful, and a lot of people in your shoes, they don't talk to anybody or, you know, I'm above all of you. So the heck with all of you, you know, but you're not like that at all. Like someone didn't know you're successful that, you know, they just think, you know, she's just another woman, you know, she's awesome. She's great. Yeah, most people great don't know, to be honest. <laughs> yeah. We, we kept it a great secret, but Cheryl's mega, <laughs> mega uh, successful. So, uh, but she has the humility, you know, in her life that I'm, even though I have this much success, I still know that I have a lot to go and I have a lot to women to help. Go from fine to fabulous. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, and, four, and to help to women go from, from fine to fabulous, Cheryl, yes. takes number four. To do all of those things, um, it does take this. And this, Paul, I have to say, is like one of my favorite words. It really, really is. And that is you have to have courage. Yeah. Yeah. I love Not, the not only do I love courage. the word, but I love what he talks about. You gain courage. From doing hard things. The cookie jar. It's the cookie jar. Yeah. And we say, we say you gain courage from doing hard things. You also gain confidence. You also gain self-respect. You also gain, you know, all self-worth. You do you you gain all of these things, I believe, through doing hard things. Yeah. So we need to like really we should be rejoicing with these hard things. Yeah. I mean, it's been a big mindset shift this year for me following David Goggins and him talking about, I literally go out looking for hard things to do today. 
because yeah. he grasps this to such a level where he understands you gain courage from doing hard things. So, well, if that's the case, let me go do a 50 mile run or 150 mile run or whatever he crazy thing he decides to do today that is so hard, but he, he and, and, and no one's fearless. Isn't that's like my favorite thing. Yeah. That's my favorite thing because that really is what courage means to me. Yeah. Is nobody's if you say you're fearless, that's a lie. Of you're, course. You, there is fear. And believe me, I know a lot of people who have said a lot of times, I'm not scared of anything untrue. And the very definition, the very meaning that courage has for me is that you fear something and you do it anyway. Yeah. Right. That to me is what courage really is. It's what it's, it's understanding. Yes, I am fearful. Yes, I surely am. And guess what? That's okay. Because everybody has some sort of fear at some point. And you know what? You do it anyway. Right. Right. I mean, your mind is is built to survive, to help you survive. So it is going to constantly tell you, don't do this. Don't do that. Don't do that. That could be dangerous. That's not that. What if that happens? You know, so your mind is you know, I, I used to think that me and my mind were on the same team. And one of the big aha moments in my life was I realized that we're not on the same team. You know, it is no. trying to keep me safe. It, it's it's telling me not to do things where, you know, as as a, as a leader and as, as, a, as, a, as an entrepreneur, I want to go out and do different things. So it's understanding that we all have the fear, but it's it's doing it in the face of fear. That is the definition of courage. Right. Right. So we've so, got a awesome, few awesome. takeaways, Paul. Yes. What are our takeaways okay. to end up this podcast here? Okay. So trust is foundational to your success as a leader. Okay. So yep. we know that Absolutely. because that's where it all starts. Yep. Um, if you are bigger on the inside over time, you will become bigger on the outside. Yeah. It's so true. Like, and so, but so many people think, well, I got to become big on the outside. I need the world to see me as big. And they didn't work on the inside first. So if you really focus, and this is so true, Cheryl, that you, you got to become bigger on the inside first. That's how you become bigger on the outside. Yeah. And my, the last one, which is my absolute favorite, um, character is who you are and reputation is who people think you are. Yeah. Wow. And I love that. Yeah, I do too. And I, one of the greatest things I, I, I've done recently is, is, is taking some people like yourself and I actually wrote down, what would I like you to say about me behind my back? And, you know, and you could take this for anybody, your, your parents or your children or whoever. What do you, if they were to say, oh, tell me about your mom, they would say this line. And, and you write that down now without telling them that. But then you start becoming the type of person that would have someone else actually say that, you know, about you behind your back. Right. Right. That's a great idea, Paul. And the thing I like about this most is character is who we are. Um, Reputation is who people think we are. And I think the difference when I read that is character is who we are. So it's what, who we think we are. It's us. It's who we think we are, which the way you think about yourself has everything to do with the way you live your life. Just like I always remember the hurt people hurt people right? If a person is people who are out hurting other people, it's because they have been hurt or they're hurting inside. So it's so important for us to, you know, remember that and work on, you know, our character as far as how we see ourselves, right? It doesn't have anything to do with the way, the way people think we are, because what's the real truth? And I think that that's so important. 
It is. And once you build your character on the inside, your reputation is going to be impeccable. Right. You know, you're going to have an awesome reputation because you inside worked on your character. Yes. I love this, Paul. This was yeah, fun. Yeah, this is a good one. I Again, I wouldn't, yeah. if you said, Paul, what's the foundational leadership? I wouldn't come up with the word character or trust. Um, mm-hmm. But now, now understanding all the things that we went over in today's podcast, even I grew a lot sense. from this and, and understand now that this is absolutely the foundation is your character. And, and again, more importantly than you trusting people is getting other people to trust you. That's really the, the, the whole key to being a great leader. Right. Living your life. So other people trust you, right. Yeah. That's what it's all about. Yeah, absolutely. Yay. Awesome. Awesome job, Cheryl. I love this podcast. I hope we got some value out of this and helped you elevate your, your life, your elevate your leadership here. We're here every single Thursday. If you want the notes to this podcast, you just go into the description below, click on the link, and we will email you the notes um, of everything we just went over today. Awesome. Bye, yeah, guys. Great. Everybody, talk to you next week. Go ahead and elevate your life out there. Spend, spend a week uh, uh, going from fine to fabulous. There you go. Thanks for listening to the Elevate Your Life podcast. Don't forget to rate, comment, and subscribe so you never miss an episode.